Good morning, everyone. This is Miranda Hughes, the voice behind Faith Strong. And it is currently 3 a.m. here in Indiana this very cold morning. Um, it was actually pretty warm today, but apparently it uh, decided to get go back to being cold. And that's typical Indiana talk for you right there, if you haven't noticed. But anyways, you know, we always talk about the weather. But I wanted to actually get on here and talk to you guys about the actuality or the reality of what faith really looks like. And with that being said, so many of you know that when you are stepping out in faith, that you're saying yes to whatever God's called you to do. And you're stepping into your purpose and you're really seeking God and you're praying and you're reading your Bible and you are doing everything as correctly as you possibly can, even though you might have some slip ups and, you know, we're not all perfect. I mean, none of us really are. And that's a good thing because then if we were, then we wouldn't need God. But when you step out on newer, deeper, fresher levels with God, many people turn tend to turn away from what God's called them to do when it gets tough, when it gets scary, when it gets hard, when it gets to a point when you don't even think you're going to make it because why? You can't see it with your actual eyes. And this is why, you know, when God's doing a new thing in your life, and I remember a time when I told God I want to be different, just like that song Different by uh, Mika Tyler. You know, he's talking about he wants to be used by God and he wants to make a difference and an impact. And, you know, that really inspired me to want the same thing. I mean, not the same life that he has, but to go out and find my purpose and to do what God's called me to do. And even though I had my heart in the right place and I was very willing to do what God called me to do, um, even if I didn't know what that exactly was back then, because it was about 2019 when I really started hitting home with me about, you know, doing things for God more often. And instead of my own ways, I was still caught up in my ways, but it would just kind of like hit me that, you know, I really need to be focusing on what God's wanting me to do. It was just, I felt a little stuck. And so when I would pray to God, whenever I heard that song, you know, it just, it really instantly brought me to a place where it got me motivated and and empowered to like, you know, do God's will and to seek his will if I didn't even know what it was. And it just got me fired up, you know, and, uh, for anyone who's a new Christian or anyone who doesn't understand Christians, you know, like Many people in this world are constantly driven by the whole, I'll see it when I believe it. And, you know, God actually calls Christians to go beyond that. And this is going behind the meaning of faith. This is what faith strong is all about. And it's for these moments that you go through in life where you're waiting for that phone call or that text, or you're waiting for that promotion. You're waiting for that person to ask you out. You're waiting for that marriage. You're waiting for that baby. You're waiting for, um, the house to, to close. You're waiting to purchase a house. You're waiting to, um, have a friendship or 
some type of relationship get mended and fixed after you thought it could never be bro- uh, never be fixed from being broken. And <clears throat> excuse me. So when you start taking your issues to God and you really start getting real with him and you expose to him the truth of what's really going on in your heart and why you're crying, why you're stressing, why you're not truly happy with your life and he presents to you an idea of how to make that better like he gives you a solution but he tells you you're gonna have to follow me when he tells you you're gonna have to lose some people you're gonna have to drop some old mindsets see people think that when you get to where you want to be in life with God they think all it takes is a simple prayer and putting your trust in God like speaking it with your mouth But oftentimes they don't believe it in their heart. And that's one of the biggest reasons they don't see change. Because in order to have change, you have to change yourself. And that's where God comes in because the changes we want to make, we can't do in our own strength. It doesn't matter how many times you attempt. It doesn't matter what kind of efforts you put towards it, like different tactics and different ways of going about what you're trying to change amongst yourself. Because God has called you to rely on him from the moment you were born to this present moment. Whether you're dealing with a marriage or you're going through school or, you know, you're going from job to job, paycheck to paycheck. Whether you are um, extremely smart or extremely poor, whether you are, you know, black, white, whether you are Hispanic or Asian It doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter what your gender is. It doesn't matter what you claim of yourself to be of anything. All God cares about is your character and your heart. And he cares about your integrity. He cares about where you're at. He cares about what your purpose truly is in life. And that are you seeking to find it through him? Or are you turning to family and friends? Are you turning to you know, Facebook and all these uh, self-help books and all these medias. Books are good. Like, they really do help you. But you forget that these are just resources. They are not the source. They are not the indefinite, actual source of answers. And that's where a lot of us hit hit a brick wall because we get frustrated because we're like, I've read every book. I've watched every video. I've spoken to every person who could ever give me the best advice possible. But that's just it, is until you sit down one-on-one and have a, instead of a Zoom meeting, you're going to have a a biblical meeting. Like you're going to sit down and you get quiet with the Lord and you actually like hear him. Like he's not going to speak to you in a way for you to just hear full on sentences because that's not how God speaks. He truly speaks to your soul, to your heart. He's speaking to you through presence. And that's why you have to be quiet and you have to turn the music down. You have to get in a quiet place where there's no distractions so that you can ultimately hear him. Because he may only give you one word. And one word that he gave me about a year and a half ago was move. I didn't know what that meant. You know, I'd been struggling. Like I'd gone through an injury with my leg. I felt completely alone. I felt isolated. 
uh, COVID happened. Um, I didn't get to go to school when I wanted to. Um, I had a very hard time, you know, dealing with guys. Like I just felt like they were all the wrong ones. I was, you know, trying to stop going to the bar scene because I really wanted to avoid falling back in the temptation of becoming an alcoholic again. Like there was all kinds of a mess going on in my life. And I was begging God to direct me into the next level of my life. Like, God, what am I supposed to do? Because I just got my apartment. I have a vehicle. I've been taking care of it the best that I can. I have two dogs. I'm taking care of them. Even though I don't have, you know, real children, I treat them like children to an extent. And I felt like I did. I remember asking God in prayer one day. I was like, why did you bless me? With all of these things that you knew that my heart desired. Why did you give them to me if I can't enjoy them? And that's just it. And this is where it comes back to that song, Different, by Mika Tyler. And when God revealed this to me, it didn't exactly fully make sense at the time. But I knew he was doing something with it. And what he was doing was he wanted me to know that that song had impact on me. That song led me to seek God even further than where where I've already been in that relationship with God. It made me want to know, well, what's my purpose? How am I different from those around me? How do I stand out from other people on social media if I were to attempt to put myself out there? Like what makes me different? Because we've all kind of heard the same things. We've kind of, you know, it's just kind of a, a, a circulated, cumulative ad- word of advice. But God wanted to show me what he placed within me. And the only way for him to do that was to get me alone. And because I wasn't coming to him in, in private, like just me and God one-on-one time in the mornings and before work or, you know, putting him first and really seeking him in that way. Again, this was back in 2019. God literally had to take me out at the foot. Now, whether that was from the devil and the enemy himself that caused me to get my foot caught in a pallet in such a way that it would, you know, give me uh, a torn tendon and two torn ligaments all at the same time. But that's, you know, three different things. Well, three is a godly number, so... It could have might as well just been God. Like, you know, a lot of us like to put a lot of blame on the enemy, but the enemy has to have permission from God to even touch us or do anything in our lives, whether it be sickness or it be a job loss or it be, you know, just dealing with self-doubt and pity and anger, like, or even like getting injured and things, you know, like a lot of that actually can be God at times. And this is where I got shaken up with my faith because I felt like I was misled. I felt like, you know, the whole point of faith was to trust God that everything's going to be fine. That it doesn't matter what I go through, I'm going to be okay. Well, that is true. But I've never been on such a level where my faith got put so hard to the test that it went beyond what I thought I could handle. When I wanted to throw in the towel, God didn't let that happen. He's like, no, keep going. 
I didn't bring you this far to leave you here. I didn't bring you this far to turn back. I didn't bring you this far just for you to fail. He's like, I'm pushing you further because I want to push you to the distance. I want to push you and launch you into greater things. But in order to do that, I have to trust you. I have to test you to know where your heart lies. I have to test you to know where you stand for me. If you're in a crowd of people, are you still going to support me, love me? Are you still going to display me or are you going to deny me? Will you still listen to your Christian music? So I did. Are you still going to pray even when your life gets a little busier, even when it gets so hectic that you don't have anyone else to talk to? Will you still talk to me? The answer was yes. Are you going to trust me when you don't know where to put your trust anymore because everything around you is crumbling? That one was hard. It really was. It was very hard to do. But I took it day by day, hour by hour, prayer by prayer. That is the only way I got through it. Because there were so many days where those days were long and that pain was very brutal and it just would not let up to the point where I almost was going to beg God to just give me fake legs because I wanted them gone because my feet were hurting so bad. Even with medication, even with cortisone shots, even with the oral pills for medication. It was just, it was so intense pain. And it felt like bills are piling up. You know, if people are walking out of my life, uh, I felt like I was drowning in doubt, drowning in fear. I felt like everything and everyone was coming against me. Then it kind of, you know, it kind of like died down just for a bit in my life. Now we're in 2020 or yeah, 2020 towards the end of it. And after about a year and a half of going through trial after trial after trial, you know, when's the let up? When am I going to get a break? When am I going to you know, get an opportunity to breathe because I felt like literally as an image, if you could imagine yourself in the water and your head being tilted all the way up or all the way back and that water is pretty much covering everything but your nose. That's pretty much what I felt like God was doing. And I didn't understand why it felt like I was suffering and why I was drowning and why it didn't seem like he was helping me when I had all these horrible things happening. And this is the the moral and the point of this topic today. When you step out on faith in God, when you say yes to be faithful to God, when you say yes to agreeing to Him, To know your purpose and to go further with God. This is where the reality comes to play. When you say yes to God to all those things, your life does not immediately get smoother. And I'm talking about you've been with God for a while and 
whether it be, you know, a couple months or a couple years, because like I said, everyone's different, but we all walk the same walk. The whole walk is to get walking in your purpose, walking in your calling, walking in your worth. It's walking in integrity because God calls us to walk in, in integrity, to be like him. But he also says each person is going to have to carry their own cross. Jesus died for us so that we have a reason to live. We have a reason to go to heaven when we die. We have a reason to celebrate our life because he sacrificed it for us. He took our place so that we could actually embrace the gifts of God while here on earth so that we could actually be forgiven of our sins and our wrongs and make our life better. Jesus didn't die on the cross for it to go in vain. No, he had a plan for each and every one of us. He calls us friend because he says that he had us in mind when he was hanging on that cross. He had me in mind and he had you in mind. And something that I just want to bring to your attention because This is what God revealed to me during this process of growth and perseverance. He he wanted me to know that sometimes in life when you go through the most absolute bizarre, brutal storms where they come up out of nowhere and it's left and right and you can barely breathe, you can barely hold on, you don't know what's coming next, you're scared of what's coming next, but you keep pushing and you keep persevering and you keep relying on God, you keep praying and you keep taking it day by day, you're not treating others bitter, you're still being the best person you can be each day, no matter what you are going through. And when you do slip up, you make it right, you admit, you go make your amends, you apologize And then you ask God to forgive you and to repent. And you mean it. And not only that, you begin to to believe that you are worthy. Even when you don't think you are. When you don't feel that you are. You take it to God and you begin to realize how much you truly are. Because you get into his word. And he shows you just how worthy you truly are. See, when you go further with Christ... You don't just say a prayer and all things magically get better and he takes you to the next level. When he's taking you from glory to glory and and faith to faith, that's what that means. He has to bring you down really low because he wants to make sure that you're still going to remain faithful to him and you're going to be humble enough to handle the next level that he wants to bring you to. So yeah, when you get into a moment of time where, and I don't mean a moment like a day, I'm talking like a season, like a full on three month to a year season, if even longer, depending on how cooperative and obedient you are with God, like that's on you, not on me, on anyone else. Like we, like I said, we all carry our own cross. We all have our own choices and our own reactions to things we can choose and 
if you feel like your blessings are delayed, it's probably because of either your attitude with God, it's either because of that or your, um, your pride. Like if you think you can do it completely on your own and you're not including God again, he, whatever he wants to bring you, especially if he brings you out of a wilderness, because that's what I went through was the wilderness. And the things that I learned in the wilderness, I will never learn on a mountaintop ever. It was in my deepest, darkest moments and pits where I had to face myself. I had to face reality. I had to face Jesus. I had to face many things. And when I say I had to face Jesus, I don't mean I had to face him like by going to heaven. Um, or he didn't co- appear to me in a dream. What it means when I say I faced Jesus was I had to accept the wrong that I did to him. The times that I denied him. The times that I didn't stand up for him. The times that I basically thought I knew best and I may have laughed at him. Or I may have, like if people made jokes about him with his name in it. Or if I, you know, because I really don't take the Lord's name in vain, but it's like, there's little daily things that people do that you don't seem to notice or catch yourself doing or being a part of until, you know, God reveals to you, this isn't right. This isn't how I'm going to, you know, have a child of mine behave. This isn't, you know, God-like character and attitude because you guys, you got to think you represent Christ you are an ambassador for Christ. Your whole sole purpose of the, the gifts and talents that God gave you, that are natural God-given talent. Those are talents or skills or gifts like cooking or being good at sports or being good at singing, uh, being a good babysitter and being good with kids. Those are all prime examples of God-given natural talent where you were just born with it. But even if you're born with a great talent, you got to stop and think. Like, you still have to advance. You still have to sharpen your skills. Because a knife is very sharp when it's made. But after you use it so many times, you still have to sharpen it and resharpen it from time to time because it's going to become dull if you don't. And one of the ways that, you know, God sharpens us is through some of the things that don't feel good. You know, it it says in the Bible where it's talking about iron sharpens iron as a friend sharpens a friend, you know, like I may have said it backwards, but that's pretty much what he's saying is that, um, when people are telling you things that you don't want to hear, but you know, it's true, even if you don't admit it out loud and you don't like to hear it, you know, learn to take criticism in a healthy way. Learn to know that not everyone's attacking you. God's speaking to you directly through other people, through music, through movies and good movies. None of that rated R crap. Like I'm talking like God is really going to speak volumes to you if you give him the opportunity because he's got an important message to speak to you and he speaks daily. But if you're not open to it and your heart is too full of pride, it's too hard and you think that the world owes you everything and that, you know, you're entitled to everything, then you're not entitled for God and his kingdom and his purpose. You have a purpose, but if you're not using the purpose he gave you 
to glorify God and his kingdom and to bless other people, then God can't work with you. You're too full of yourself. And that's what he revealed to me during my time when before my foot injury, I was very prideful. You know, I had a lot of things that I never used to have because at one point in my life, I was extremely poor. I mean, so poor that I remember only having a dollar to my name and I used that last dollar to go get a dang McChicken that I had to walk almost three miles to get. And it would be every other Friday. Oh yeah, God's made sure that I haven't forgotten that. But see, that's where I, I abused my power. I abused the... I got to a job where I was making um, a little under $20 an hour. And that was the highest job I, I had ever had at that point in 2019 to 2020. But I remember getting so prideful and my attitude wasn't very grateful. I was still complaining. I was still running with people that I shouldn't be around. I wasn't really, I mean, I believed in God and I, you know, really did, uh, get into his word, but I didn't really, I didn't really study his word. I read his word, but I didn't study it. I didn't try to figure out who God was. And I didn't ask myself questions about why am I here and what's my purpose. And you know, what's significant about my name and the year that I was born, the day that I was born. Like, why did you choose that day for me to be born? Like, I didn't ask questions like that before. But after my injury, like I said, God got me alone because he had a very important task that only I can fulfill. Just like he has assigned you a task that only you can fulfill. And that's the thing is everyone has a purpose with their name on it. It's attached to you. It's a, it's a birthright. God did. He assigned every person their own area of authority, of influence, every person. And that's why it makes no sense why people want to sit there and fight and bicker and complain and get all jealous and envious over other people, what they have in their life what they have going for them in their life and try to control other people, manipulate. It's like, y'all don't got to do any of that. You really don't. Excuse me, guys. My voice is very raspy. It's early in the morning. And I just want to say that y'all don't need to be doing witchcraft. You don't need to be involved with any spells or magic. You don't need to do any of that. Like, God's already given you power within you to overcome the things that you think you can't. If you think you can't ask that girl out, speaking to you guys out there, literally, all it takes is a simple prayer. All it takes is just trusting that God is going to give you the right words at the right time and to be able to catch this girl at the right time. And the rest, you know, he's going to do for her, like on her behalf, he's going to help you out. He's going to soften her heart so that she'll hear what you have to say. And even if it takes about a week for her to answer you or a few days to think about it. And this is doesn't matter if she's 15 years old and this is high schoolers listening to this. Or if you're 25 years old or 45 years old and y'all are listening to this. The bottom line is that God works on people's hearts. 
He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He has designed each and every person. He knows each of us by name. He knows the numbers on our head, the numbers of hair on our head, sorry. He knows us in and out better than ourselves, better than anyone else. He says we are more valuable than sparrows. To the women, he says we're more valuable than gold. We're more valuable than any rubies and jewelry and anything like that. And our beauty doesn't define us through jewelry and braided hair. It comes from having a gracious spirit like that of God and being kind. And for men, even though he made y'all to be very, very tough, he doesn't want you to be shut down from the world and him. He wants you to be protective, yes. He wants you to be cautious, yes. But he doesn't want your heart to be so hard that he can't work in your life. And God's got specific plans for everyone. He's got a blueprint for everyone. And each one's different. The people that he's called to come together and assigned an assignment for marriage, y'all gonna have, you know, blueprints that either A, match, like you could be in the same work field, or B, they're gonna be very similar. They're gonna complement each other. And I just... I don't know how else to explain this other than when God really wants to get your attention, when he really wants to move in your life, when he really wants to make a difference in your life for you by using you to be the difference for others. Because when God gives you gifts and stuff and you're serving God and you're giving him glory and you're, you're honoring him. After you go through your, your wilderness stage, after you go through a trialing period of you know trial and error and discomfort and loneliness and isolation after you go through uh, all these tests and God can trust he can trust you with money he can trust you with resources and he can trust you with finances he can trust you with other people's hearts he can trust that you're not going to be criticizing and judging people in the wrong way and when he can trust that you are capable of handling and managing what he has for you in your next season, this is where it gets good. He moves you to the promised land. He, He keeps his promises. In the promised land in today's time, what that means is if he's promised you a better house or a new job, if he's promised you children, if he's promised you that relationship or or your marriage to be restored, if he's promised you a prodigal, someone who left you and like maybe they ghosted you or maybe they, uh, maybe they just walked out of your life because, you know, of other circumstances and they just never said goodbye. Anything that's happened to you in your life where it felt like it got ripped away from you, God's going to restore it. And if there's anything that you wanted to have happen to you in your life, like let's say uh, if you did want kids or like me, if you wanted to go to school and it felt like it was a dead dream because I wanted to go to a school one year, I wanted to take a gap year because I graduated 2011 and I told God I wanted to take one year of not going to school just so I could kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Well, joke's on me because uh, 
that in that one year turned into a decade pretty much so that's like 10 years just about 10 I mean it was about I would say nine and a half yeah it was about nine and a half years so almost a, a full decade of me not going to school before God because it happened right around COVID time when God blessed me with the opportunity to start learning how to build an online course and I you know I'm paid two thousand dollars for this and normally I don't talk about finances with people but I'm just letting you know that I thought back then in August of 2020 that God restored my promise the promise he had for me that I would still get to go to school and this was before I lost my job um when I was working uh over here in Crawfordsville Indiana But little did I know that that was just the beginning. Like that was the the tip of the iceberg. God had a whole nother plan, like a whole nother dimension of blessings that I had no idea were coming. And to be honest, just because we're talking about it now, if you think about it, I mean, I had to be shipwrecked. I honestly thought that my world was like the Titanic. I thought that it was indestructible. I thought that because I had money and I had my own place and I had bills in my name and I'm doing it all by myself, that I'm so independent that I didn't need anybody. And I was paying people, throwing money left and right for people because it felt good to be able to do that. Because, you know, remember, I I came from a time where when I was 18 or 19 years old, when I didn't have any money and I had one dollar to spend on my, I couldn't do anything. And you know, a broke person cannot bless others. You can't truly bless someone when you're broke. Now you can give them an encouraging word, but it's hard to give an encouraging word when you're very discouraged. And God's using every moment of my life to bring everything together for a greater good, just like he is for you. And that's the whole purpose of Romans 8.28. He's doing a new thing. He's bringing everything together. Every bad experience, every horrible experience, every great experience, every awkward experience. Like he's pulling it all together and he's creating something new in your life. And at some point when you get towards the end of the wilderness and you're about ready to cross into that promised land. God wants you to know that there's no going back. Because if you if you fall back into old ways, you're going to miss out on the blessings that he has for you. He didn't allow you to go through this entire period of testing and trials and errors just so you that you can fail. God's not going to set you up to fail. He's going to set you up to go higher on new levels with him. To deeper faith. To greater callings and and, and more purpose. He's still going to get glory out of all of it. And that's the point. Is he wants to know that you're going to rely on him. Because what he's going to do in your life is going to be so big. That you're not going to be capable of doing it 100% on your own. It's good to believe in yourself, yes. But if you do not include God in your next season of blessings. In your next season of whatever God has prepared for you because he prepares something for everyone that believes in him and that, you know, truly trusts him and puts him first, he will have a table prepared for you, including in front of your enemies. 
which means every time that you go higher, like every time an enemy or a person that backstabs you, gossips about you, someone who's trying to set you up to make you look bad at work or make you look bad in your marriage um, or to make you look bad um, just in general, like out in public, these can be friends, coworkers, family members, um, acquaintances. These can be old schoolmates. These can be anybody. These can be neighbors, church members, all kinds of people in your life are going to react differently to the anointing that God's putting in your life. Because God's choosing you for this purpose. He's choosing you to be whatever it is that he's called you to be. And with that choosing, you know, comes jealousy. The people that you're never going to be the hero in your hometown. And basically what that means is the people that you grew up with, the people that love you and cherish you, they will love and cherish you. But it's kind of like when you go on a diet or when you're trying to eat right and exercise. And if you've put on some weight and you start doing this, the people that are around you in your friend circle, they're going to be supportive of you because you're, you're improving. You're making a decision that's good for you. And they're like, yeah, I'm really happy for you. I'm excited. Can't wait to see where this goes. You know, like you're going to go far. Like they seem like they're putting you on top of the world and you're just feeling great. But when you start hitting those goals and you're sticking to it and let's say y'all go out to eat. And if you guys go get pizza every Friday night, but because you have made that decision to live a better life, to lead a better life by to, um, you know, choose a salad over pizza or to go to Subway instead of pizza, that person is going to start beating you down. The person that was once encouraging you is now beating you down. Like what? You're too good for us. Oh, so you think that because you're eating healthier that, you know, I'm not good enough to eat with you or I'm not good enough to, like, um, be doing this with me anymore? Like, you don't think I'm good enough or you're good enough for this? Well, fine. I guess I just won't talk to you. Well, I guess, you know, we're not friends anymore. I guess this. I guess that. When people start throwing this stuff at you, it's because, one, they're jealous. They're feeling rejected. They're feeling hurt. And they don't like change. And they think that if they can guilt trip you to change, to go back into your old ways, that if they convince you to do that, then they'll get their way. And this is where God's calling you to stand firm in your faith. Have faith that if you stick it out with God and you either distance yourself from that person or you tell that person politely but assertively and say, I'm not backing down from this. I'm choosing this because I need it. It's healthy for me. And either you can support me or you don't. And I appreciate our friendship, but if you can't be supportive of me, then we're not going to be friends much longer. Like, and this is where iron sharpens iron. That now gives that friend an opportunity to make a choice. Are they going to apologize and begin to take you seriously? Are they going to be truly supportive and try to eat a salad with you on Fridays and then eat pizza on their own time? It's not that they have to give up pizza if they don't want to, but if they're going to be around you and they're being, they say they're going to be supportive of you, then they need to do more than just speak it with their words in their mouth. They need to be able to back it up with their actions. And so that's kind of right there what God's calling us to do. 
He's calling us to be faithful with more than just our words. He wants us to be faithful in all areas of our life. He wants to know that if I isolate you, are you still going to love me? If something gets removed out of your life, like your favorite person, or if your vehicle gets totaled, if you lose your job, if something goes wrong with a family member and they get injured or they get sick, if you lose your dog, if um, you get an eviction notice, that's what God's looking for. Where does your heart lie when you don't get your way? How faithful are you then? Okay, now let's look at financial aspect. If you lose your job and you got bills to pay, especially if y'all are single, you're gonna, you'll know how this is. If you lose your job and you have no way to pay for things, God is putting you down in a place where you can only rely on him. Because who else can you go to to help you? If you don't have very good credit, you can't turn to a credit card because you're going to get denied. Okay, so what's your next step? You could go get a loan, but that's almost the same thing as a credit card issue. You're going to get denied. And even if you do get accepted, it's not going to be for a whole lot of money. You're still going to have to pay it back. So you're not technically getting yourself out of debt. You're not truly helping yourself. You're, you're digging yourself further in a hole. This is what it's going to look like when God's got you pinned on all sides because he's trying to get your attention and he's trying to get you to wake up and see just how much you truly need God in your life. To be faith strong, to be this strong in your faith, it's going to take every ounce of faith that you have to get you out because it's going to take every ounce of faith to know that it's not going to be exactly you who does it. It's going to be God himself. And I'm sorry if that sounds like a contradiction, but what I mean is No one can have faith for you. You make your choices. You call your shots. You. Just like I do for myself. And what he's explaining to me in the last like year is when God has you down in these moments where it feels like all despair and all chaos is breaking loose and you have no one to talk to, no one to turn You can't go to your family because y'all even got in fights or you don't understand each other and you distance each other. When your friends don't really understand what's going on with you and you don't really hang out with them anymore or hardly at all because we all have our own lives. When coworkers don't really know you because you're new because you got a new job or maybe they just they don't quite understand you either. So you can't really talk to them. You can't really turn to anyone but God. You can't turn to credit cards. You can't turn to loans. You can't turn to uh, the lottery because if you blow your money on that, then you're getting into gambling and you already know that you're probably more than likely not going to win anyways. So the whole point is, where do you turn to when you have absolutely nothing? And you feel the pressure. You feel that time's running out and you know that there's going to be consequences If you don't pay up, what are you going to do? Well, for me, I literally had to put every ounce of faith that God was going to pull me out of this. 
he's got to pull me out of this. And this is where we're left asking, we're out here. God, you called me to go this far. And I said, yes, I'm out here. I watched a YouTube video. Um, I think it's Transformation Church. And I forget the pastor's name. I want to say Mike Todd, I believe. And if y'all haven't watched that guy, you definitely need to. Like, he's an amazing pastor. Um, again, I think that's Transformation Church. However, uh, something that made very sense when he was explaining, or made very much sense when he was explaining to YouTubers and people who watch, you know, his show and the people there, he was just kind of talking about when you're out in the deep, when you're out in the wilderness, God's going to put you through some tests and trials and temptations to see just how pure your heart is, just how faithful you really are. Where do you put your trust? Where do you put your hope? Where do you put your, 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 what do you do with your pain? How do you relieve your pain? What do you do when you feel alone and you have that aching in your heart to reach out to people that you know are not good for you? God removed them for a reason. God distanced you from them for a reason. There's going to come a time when right before God gets you to the promised land, before he delivers his promises to you, he's got to make sure he can trust you. Because God gives abundant blessings. He gives big blessings. It's like a domino effect. The moment he starts giving you those blessings, boom, 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 one after another, the money starts coming, come filing in or it comes in. If you had any like court issues, the filing will go through. It'll get postponed. It'll get pushed off. It'll go through. Some of it may not even come up at all because it'll just vanish. God can move like that. And this is why it's going to require every ounce of faith because this is going to be one of the biggest battles of your life. You're transforming and you're transitioning from the old you to the new you. God is giving you a new name. He's making your name be well known, which means he's going to make you famous. But what he's going to make you famous for is the gifts and the talents that he has given you, the skills that he has given you as a birthright because it's got your name on it because you have purpose. He put it inside of you. That's why he needs you to mature. He needs you to understand who you are. He needs you to understand your purpose, your goals, the assignment that he's placed with upon you in your life. And those assignments may include starting organizations, nonprofits, starting uh, a business. It may be starting a marriage and starting a family. It may be starting um, a book club. It could be anything. But if you know 100% hands down that God has been calling you to step up, step out, and be different, then don't be shocked one bit <laughs> when you put your faith in God and then he puts your faith to the test. Because true faith is going to stand the test of time. So that means it is loyal. It is not it doesn't matter what comes your way. It doesn't matter what gets taken away, it doesn't matter what gets added, it doesn't matter what gets switched up in your life. 
when you surpass every test that God has given you or allowed the devil to throw upon you, God is going to restore everything that was broken, everything that got taken, everything that got wrecked in the process. And when he gives it back to you, it's going to be better than before. It's going to be new. He's going to give it back to you a tenfold. So that means if you had hardly any money, he's going to make you the head and not the tail. He's going to make you the lender and not the borrower. He's going to make you high and mighty above everybody else. And I don't mean everyone in the world and above him. What I mean is... If you're standing in line somewhere and it could be a three-hour wait, he's going to give you favor. He's going to make it to where people are going to call your name. If you're auditioning for American Idol, if you're auditioning for a promotion that you want to have and you want to be the next um, manager, you want to be the next, um, I don't even know, there's all kinds of examples. But anyways, if you want to be the next big thing, there could be hundreds of people that are applying for the same thing. But when you have, when God puts favor over you on your life because he's called you and he's anointed you and he's favoring you, that's what it means. He's going to take you from, even if you were like the 50th person in line out of a hundred, he's going to bump you to the front. And that could literally mean number one, or it could be in the top five. He's going to get you from point A to point B a lot quicker than what you could do on your own and by yourself. And that also leads me to the point of, When you do get into the promised land and he starts blessing you, this is why you have to rely on God. Because every situation that he blesses you in, it's going to be different. It's going to be a little scary because you've never done it before. And that's why you're saying, well, I'm out here. Like, okay, God, you told me to do this. Where you at? Like, I'm doing what you're telling me to. He's still there. He really is. But he's still making sure that you're doing exactly what he's, you know, trusted you to do. He's making sure that you're not going to abuse your status. He's making sure that you're still going to rely on him. Because you will need him every step. Every time that you have to sign a document. Every time you have to make a financial decision. Every time you have to go on a date. Or you get closer to the person that you're supposed to be dating. Every time that you um, look at a house. Every time that you are thinking about adopting a child, it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Whatever God promised you, he's going to make sure that you are still putting him first, that you're not abusing the status that he's given you. Because just because you're favored doesn't mean you truly do get by with everything. God still holds you highly accountable just like everybody else. And... Think about the people that had to step down from their platform, the people on social media, the people that, um, well, I don't even, I don't really want to say names on here, but if you are saying you're for God with your mouth, but you're denying him in your heart and you're not truly worshiping him, you're not praising him, you're not really giving God the full credit that he deserves for everything that he's done for you in your life and you forget about God after he's blessed you. Think about celebrities for a minute. God did not grant them a whole bunch of money to be selfish and not share. He does not bless people the ability to sing 
and not sing for people. He does not bless people to be good with engineering and then design something that could hurt someone because they decided to get lazy and not check to make sure that it was set up properly or fixed properly. You know, God, he's very strategic. He's not very logical, but he is very strategic and he's very mysterious. He works in so many ways. So you never really know how something's going to come together. You don't know when he's going to do it or how he's going to do it. You don't know the timing that he has in your life for the blessings that he has for you. And that's why he says to not do weary and doing good. So even when it looks like things aren't going your way, even when it looks like with your actual eyes that things aren't getting better, when it looks like that this won't come to pass, you know, that's that's where he wants you to, to look past what you're seeing with your natural eyes. And this is what the whole purpose of faith is. This is the whole new level of faith. He's bringing you from glory to glory. He wants you to see yourself differently in your head. You've got to be able to see yourself having the financial abundance before you have it. He wants you to picture yourself driving your dream vehicle. I'm sitting in mine right now. He wants you to picture yourself holding a baby if you want kids. He wants you to picture yourself holding the keys to your new house. And mowing the yard to your new house. He wants you to picture no longer drinking anymore when you want to put down that bottle. He wants you, you know, of alcohol. He, uh, he wants you to picture yourself elevating yourself more and more visually in your head before he actually allows it to happen and play out in actuality, in real life. And the reason why is because every idea, every, every plan that has ever been done under the, the sun has literally happened through a thought. And God always works in the supernatural before he allows it to pass in the natural. And what I mean is, is that you really have to envision the life that you want to live, the things that you want to have. This is how you manifest. And this is why it requires all the faith in the world that you have for whatever it is that you're praying for. You can't be praying to God that certain things come to pass and then just because you don't see them during the time that you want them to happen, that you stop praying. No, God says pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean you pray literally every minute of the day, but it just means that when you get up in the morning, say a prayer, read your Bible. On your way to work, if you get in a close call where someone almost hits you, say a quick prayer to God and say thank you for having my back and watching me where I didn't see something coming. When you get to work, make sure you say prayers off and on as you're working. When you come home from your job, even though you want to rest and you want to turn on the TV, make sure before you do anything else that you take time to thank God for getting you through another workday that was stressful. And then little by little, as you apply these tactics, as you learn how to adjust to the new lifestyle that God has for you, because you will mess up, it doesn't disqualify you from your purpose. 
and the blessings that he has for you. But what will prevent you from ever getting your blessings is if you yourself choose to walk away from God, if you choose to not believe in him for the things and the amazing stuff he has for you, if you choose to keep looking at yourself like you're not worthy and you stop trying to go after what God's told you to do, the only time you're going to die in the wilderness, as in like you're going to spiritually die, like you're just going to give up on God, is if you turn back around and you go back to your old lifestyle. That is it. Other than that, God calls us to persevere, to keep moving forward, to go from glory to glory and faith to faith. New levels with God. And if I can do it, you can do it. We don't have to be the same people and we can think completely different and be different genders and ages. But I can tell you right now that if you're living and breathing, God has a purpose for you that is far bigger and grander than you ever imagined it to be. And you got to stop and think that the gifts and talents and skills that God gave you, those are to bless others, not yourself. Sometimes we are the blessing instead of, you know, getting a blessing. But God's always going to have your back if you always have faith in him. And he does say faith without action is what? dead so put your faith where it needs to go keep trusting God keep moving forward keep doing whatever God's called you to do keep at it even when you think you have no energy left turn everything into God everything that's weighing in your heart and in on your head like in your mind um, everything that is confusing to you and frustrating everything that you know give him praise too. you know Tell him thank you for all the things that he does for you on a daily basis. Evaluate yourself daily. But most importantly, no matter what your situation looks like, no matter what the bills look like, no matter what the relationship status looks like, no matter what anything looks like in your life that you're praying over that it be changed, God says to not focus and fixate your faith on what you see with your natural eyes but to put your faith and trust in God that he can and he will do what he told you he was going to do for you in your life. He is not a man who lies. He said that whatever comes out of his mouth, those words will will not come back to him void. What he says goes. So just know that you're covered. So y'all enjoy the rest of your Monday today. And this was kind of a long one, but I had to get it out there. And, uh, yeah, keep, uh, keep being faith strong, um, as much as you can and just know that you're going to make it even when it feels like all hope is lost. It's not every day is a new day and whatever you're going through, just know that this too will pass. So get up, get ready, get with God and get going on whatever he has called you to do. Bye.